Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies. And for our listeners, use your special discount code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Today's episode is also brought to you by G-Site Solutions. G-Site Solutions is the number one dry fire laser training system. With the best variety of targets from tactical to game strategy, you download and activate the free app to your iPhone or Android. The Elms Plus laser cartridge is the only laser cartridge in the world with replaceable rubber strike pads. This allows you unlimited shots. You can work on your trigger press, your sight picture, your grip, your stance, and your breathing, all in the comfort of your own home while tracking how your accuracy improves. Look, repetition is the mother of skill. And as a former hunter education instructor and certified NRA pistol and range safety officer, I know the importance of consistent training to stay proficient and safe. G-Site Solutions Dry Fire Laser Training System does just that without going to the range and using up expensive ammunition. Head over to g-site.com and check out all their available products. And tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer, saddle up old rock, and ice down a cooler, I drive that old back road until it ends. And the rope and We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses. Then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the rope and Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I, I'm really excited to talk to my guest today. He's uh, has done a documentary film. Uh, it's called Cowboys Without Borders. And as, as usual, I don't do a ton of research, but uh, I, I know that it's it's just about cowboys everywhere. And it's interesting. It, it runs right along the, the same vein as Modern Cowboy because it's this this podcast and my brand is all about the cowboy and all of us. So and there's cowboys all over the world. But uh, uh, I have Gaston Davis. And he is a, I believe, fifth generation rancher in Texas uh, or out of Texas. But I'll let him I'll let him six. tell us about that. Six. Oh, sixth generation. OK, yes, I stand corrected. So, Gaston, welcome to the Modern Cowboy podcast. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it really is an honor and it's special to be here. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. So um, just tell us how you got started with this project and, and what all it entails. And I know it's going to be uh, available on Amazon, I believe, on the 12th, correct? That is right. Amazon, iTunes, Apple TV, 
Google Play. It, it kind of goes on uh, July 12th, this upcoming Tuesday. And yes, sir, we're really looking forward to that. It's only been five years in the making. So, hey, here we are. Yeah. So did, did you have an interest in filmmaking before? I mean, is, is that what really drove this or is was it a combination of, you know, your passion for the cowboy or Western lifestyle in your upbringing or, or what was the catalyst to get it going? Sure. Uh, so like you said, I'm actually a sixth generation uh, ranching Texan here. And uh, I live in Fort Worth now, but our ranch is in Brady, Texas, uh, in between Brady and Menard. If you've been there, you, you probably didn't even know you were there. Right. Uh, but yes, that, that's where our ranch has been in the family since 1880, uh, Pecan Spring Ranch. And uh, growing up, I would always go out and help my, my granddad, Pappy, out at Dry Creek Ranch, which was just down the road. Um, but yeah, that, that's where my, my interest was sparked, his fascination. I look up to my granddad so much, and he would tell me these stories growing up of him working as a cowboy at the ranch and his, his granddad, how he would treat him just like one of the guys and pay him like one of the cowboys. And they had to do everything on horseback. And it was real old-timey, old-fashioned, real Western. And it was something where, you know, these days, a lot of ranches, operations, they do cattle work in the back of a pickup truck. Right. And I kind of felt like I was missing something and missing an experience, born in the wrong generation, if you will. And so uh, I guess that would be the catalyst of, man, I want to I want to search this out. I want to seek it out. And I kind of felt like the Lord put on my heart after graduating. I went to the University of Texas. I studied film. Uh, I walked on and played football for, for the Longhorns for four years. Oh, okay. Um, and did that. And, and right after gradu graduating, uh, I've ultimately sought some guidance that our producer, Alyssa Nolan, uh, helped point me in the right direction uh, to a ranch in South America. And uh, with the help of the Texas Department of Agriculture, Walt Roberts, some other guys there. But yeah, ultimately, after graduating, I, I hopped on a plane and, and found myself in the Chaco, uh, northern Paraguay, and I found a ranch and I uh, lived there for six months in Paraguay, Argentina, Chile, Uruguay, working on horseback, doing all these things, learning the, the Spanish language, uh, immersed in it, and, and found myself captivated and fascinated by this culture that is not just in Texas or uh, in the United States. Heck, it's, it's everywhere. And, right. and I, I felt uh, equipped to, to tell that story. So I guess that's the catalyst and how it started. Now, were you when you were staying over there, were you filming at that time or was this just your introduction uh, leading up to the, the the start of the production of the of the film? Dan, actually, the first trip was six months and it was uh, just me working. I was working on ranches and did not film. I took some photos and got right. inspiration uh, and kind of took that back with me after that six month period. Uh, but it was in that time period when I returned from that first trip uh, that you know, about nine months passed and put a small team together. Like I mentioned, Alyssa Nolan, our producer, our right. cinematographer, Alex Walker. And um, yeah, all of a sudden, like I told you, I felt equipped to tell it. So uh, by gosh, let, let's go do it. And that's when we set out on 30 days uh, and we went and, and filmed on four different ranches, excuse me, five different ranches all over the world. Uh, and that's what you're seeing today is a modern cowboy, the modern representation of the cowboy across the Americas. And right. we look at it from a historical perspective as right. well, uh, kind of how it came to be and then where they are today. Yeah. You know, it's funny um, for a long time, you know, I used to collect a lot of spurs and stuff and I, I have a really, uh, you know, the set of those Argentine spurs. I, I don't know if they call them, if, if they're gauchos or whatever, I'm not exactly sure, but I've always just been fascinated with, you know, uh, all those different cultures, like even like Mongolia, you know, those little horses they ride and stuff. Uh, yes. it, it, it's just, 
it's just super cool and fascinating. And again, it just, it, it translates, uh, you know, right into, you know, Western culture here and, and the cowboy here is, uh, you know, actually comes from the Vaquero in, in Mexico, you know? And so it, right. it's, there's so much history behind it. And I think it's super cool that you did this. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, were, were there like a lot of similarities between the different places you were at and those different countries you mentioned and stuff, or was there kind of a, a general, you know, uh, theme that that everybody kind of adheres to or or what was that like that experience sure, sure. Uh, to, to answer your question from the first go around that they are called gauchos in, in parts of argentina they're also called peons uh, in other parts um so that was interesting to learn that yeah uh, and also talking about mongolia we got a message last night not from mongolia but from africa uh, a lady uh, working on a ranch in africa in namibia uh, messaged us saying, Hey, if you want to find out what Cowboys look like down here, let us know. So and the list goes on and it really does transcend borders, right. uh, the, the whole world. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, uh, Dan, on what it looks like across, you know, across the world, uh, when the Cowboy, uh, there are similarities and, and actually, um, the thing I found the, the, the purpose is the same. It's just the, the, the way of getting there may look a little different and, right. and may look at different technologically and also just how they appear, how they look on, on a horse. Um, right. and so for example, you're up in Montana, it's a little bit more advanced. Uh, everything's on a computer. He's keeping Richard Roth has done a tremendous right. job of keeping records and, and being more proactive instead of being reactive. Right. Uh, so he, he, it's a business for him, and he, he treats it like that. Right. Uh, and then down in, in Texas, it's similar to like that, very advanced, very uh, the R.A. Brown, tremendous operation there. Uh, but then you go to Mexico, uh, although it's a, a great operation, I, I don't see as much. They don't have a signal. They don't have uh, Wi-Fi and Internet. They do things more the old-fashioned way, very right. uh, primitive and right. traditional. And you see the same thing in Argentina. Uh, you're up high in the mountains in Patagonia. That's where we filmed. Right. And I mean, it's cold. It's it's <laughs> it's windy. I mean, and those guys are tough to the bone. Uh, they're very gentle and very very quiet. But man, it was it was very very uh, wonderful to to meet those guys and work alongside them. Yeah. So it's 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 like you know nowadays is well especially when we look at social media, which you know obviously you know we're on a lot and 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 it, it, I, I've talked about it before, but every cowboy you know anywhere in the United States got an iPhone, you know, and they they get one roped and, and you right. know and tied hard and fast, you know, and then snap a picture and you know yes, post yes. it real quick. Yeah, I'm I'm doing cowboy stuff, but yeah, you're on yes. your phone too though, cowboy. But they yeah, don't do yeah. that in those other countries, right? <laughs> that's right. And that's where it was almost really special. You, you kind of feel like you're stepping back in time yeah. and you're able to get a glimpse of maybe what it was like in the United States back in 1880 or you right. know, 1900. So although that's a bit drastic, but man, it, it sure felt like another time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. So now you're sixth generation, your first, the, your family settled there in the 1880s. I mean, that's, that's back in the day. I mean, that's that's back in uh, you know Gus McCall and or, or Captain Call and Gus McCray times, right? Lonesome Dove. Uh, yes, sir. And so, in and, and then you did you grow up on the original ranch? Did you say or no? No, sir, I didn't. Uh, actually, uh, I grew up in Clear Lake, uh, Southeast Houston, Texas. Okay. 
uh, went to high school there. And then that's when I moved to Austin with the school there. But every summer uh, growing up and, and uh, you know, as a kid, I would go out to Menard, Texas. That's right. where I would spend my summers at right. Camp Menard, Camp Dry Creek and just, right. you know, work with uh, Pappy and, and Grammy. And we would just uh, be there with my cousins and we would work, hor- uh, excuse me, sheep, goats, cattles, uh, cattle and, and uh, horses. Sometimes we work on horseback, but not very much. Most of the time it was all you know, through pickup truck, carrying a feed sack, doing something right. like that. But right. man, it was just a tremendous experience to have that rural upbringing of, you know, working with goats, working with cattle and sheep and seeing what right. it takes to, to shear a sheep and right. uh, do all the things that um, take it to, to make it to be a cowboy. I mean, those yeah. guys, it, it's hard work. Um, yeah. So, but no, I did not grow up on the ranch, spent my summers there. Yeah. And then now you you mentioned that you played for the Longhorns. So what what position did you play? I walked on initially as a safety, which was bad bad news for me because <laughs> I'm not I'm not very fast. Uh, but ultimately they they moved me to to running back uh, okay. where they just needed a a scout team uh, tackling dummy. I think right, uh, and that, that's what I did. I did for uh, for four years. I uh, was a, a running back for the Longhorns. I was under Coach Strong uh, for two years. My last two, and then Coach Mac Brown. Uh, for the first two. Um, and Dan, I, I, out of all four years, I only got to play in one game against the <laughs> Kansas Jayhawks. And I got one carry for one yard. So <laughs> there you go. Po- it's in the positive. Yeah. Your record's one and one and one, right? <laughs> hey, that, that that ain't all bad. It could have been fumble or it could have yeah, been yeah, yeah. the hell out of it. But uh, it was it was pretty special. My best friends are uh, are the guys who stood up there with me as groomsmen at my wedding and yeah. all played football. A tremendous experience. Yeah, yeah thanks the Lord for it. Yeah, that's great. Um, now, how about rodeo? Did you high school rodeo at all? Or did you rodeo at all when you were a kid or? Do you you know, the only rodeo I partook in, Dan, was when I was living in Paraguay. They had a, a rodeo in the in the Chaco, the jungle uh, Chaco area of northern Paraguay. Right. And uh, shoot, I signed up and signed a waiver and I rode two uh, potrillos or wild broncos and right. uh, two two bulls. And uh, that was my only uh, rodeo experience. But I stayed on for eight seconds on one of those horses. So they gave me a, a token. I could go buy some ice cream afterwards. So, hey, Very it wasn't cool. a bad deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the first time you ever rode a, a bull, too, though. First time I ever rode. I mean, yes. Uh, the, every time yeah. I ever rode a bull, a wild <laughs> horse. I mean, it, uh, it was an experience. And uh, my hat is tipped to all those guys who do that on a regular basis. I've never uh, been so sore in my entire life. Uh, that's crazy. That's great. So now the movie, how how long is it anyway? It's one hour and, and 23 minutes. Okay. And and it's basically, um, you know, your experiences on, on these. I mean, obviously we're going to see it, but uh, basically your experiences and, and what you're doing there. Did you get any of that footage? Are you riding any, uh, any of that, uh, any of them bulls or anything or actually, uh, there is on my, I think on my Instagram feed, there is that, but oh, is there? Okay. On, in, in Mexico, uh, we had the opportunity to ride a, a wild Bronco. Uh, I got to capture Victor. He's one of the vaqueros down there. Uh, kind of really show us what it takes to, to, to train a, a, a potrillo or a Bronco. Right. And, right. and they called me out there and asked me to get on and, I mean, I think he'd already broken the wild, the real wild part out of him, but I, right. I got on and, and it was, it was exciting and it was fun to, but that's what it takes in this world is to not be afraid to, to go in and, and work alongside them. So to gain their trust, to earn their respect, to get the best, I guess, content from them and be comfortable right. around them. 
I had to work with them, and that that was uh, that was an exciting part of the of the of the journey. Right. Um, yes, sir. And what part of Mexico was that that you were in? Coahuila, uh, Coahuila, northern Mexico. Uh, it's actually a ranch that's been in my family since 1949. Uh, oh, my so granddad. Oh, so your your family actually has a ranch in Mexico as well. Yes, sir. That's right. It's okay. on my uh, on my mother's side. Uh, okay. So my mom g- grew up in Mexico. Uh, okay. She. Her dad was a, a cattle rancher in uh, in Mexico. Him and his brother uh, Tio Howard, and we give a tribute to to Tio Howard and his significance in our family and history. Uh, but yes, sir, that's where she grew up, and that's the reason that we were connected with uh, Charo. He's my mom's cousin. Okay, and uh, Charles steals the show. That guy's amazing. <laughs> uh, anyone who watches it sees that he's such he's such a character, but he's so gentle and and. and he, t- he knows that he had to explain everything to where everyone can understand what's going on. Right. Um, so yes, sir. Th- that's where we filmed. And my mom helped me translate. Uh, although I can speak Spanish, there yeah. are plenty of times where I-, I need help when I'm editing the footage. And uh, right. so my mom was a tremendous resource in helping me to translate the, the film and back into English and vice versa, the English into Spanish. Um, Cause we're going to have two versions that come out. Very cool. Very cool. So it, it com- comes out on uh, the twelfth, and now is is this a a a, video, a film we, we have to pay for, or how's that work? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's going to be. Uh, I think it's called uh, TVOD. So uh, a video. I can't remember how it goes, but it's on Amazon. I think it's like nine ninety nine or something okay. like that. You can rent it or or, or purchase it. Okay. Uh, but yes, sir. It, it is. It's up for uh, to, to be bought, and that's yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're excited for that. It's for a distribution by BMG uh, Global. They're a distribution company, and that's who's going to be putting it out there. And we're just really fortunate to be in, in very good hands. They're faith-based because uh, there is a, an element of faith in the film uh, Absolutely, that, yeah. that, that I speak to. But uh, yes, sir, it's going to be available for purchase, for rental, uh, July 12th on all those different streaming services, namely Amazon. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, I'm super excited for that, I, and I know a lot of other people are as well. I know I posted um, a thing on on our Instagram feed, and and it got a lot of activity, which you know people are That's super great. excited. Very cool. So you know, Thank I'd you actually, I, yeah, I'd actually had uh, Ben Masters on the podcast before, uh, okay. uh, you know, and they did that documentary where they rode from you know Mexico to Canada, um, and yes, now sir. and he's gone on, he's done a, a you know a lot more films now, and 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 stuff. Are you, is, is this where your career's headed? Are you, are you going to be a filmmaker? Uh, is that what your, you know, your objective is or. Sure. Uh, well, first off, Ben masters is great. I don't know him that well, but I have spoken to him on the phone a couple of times and he's been a great source of guidance in the early stages of the film. Once we were completed filming and then now here in the latter stages, uh, he, he's been a great resource and a, a good source of guidance. Yeah. Um, as far as the the, the future, uh, this is my pr- premiere film, I guess the debut film, right. uh, the first one, uh, kind of creating the wheel took a long time, but I think now that we're in the swing, I have a, you know, I guess a Rolodex of, of guidance that I can pull from to make the next one. And, and absolutely. Yes, sir. I, I plan to, to make more films. Uh, I, I plan to make, I focus on the agriculture industry. Right. Uh, I love it's, it's in my blood and it's what I know. So I want to continue that. I'm in the steel industry. I sell steel here in oh, Fort Worth. You, oh, you do? Um, yes, sir. Uh, it's actually a family a company that, that's been in the family for about 20 years. Uh, okay. But I love it. And that's something else. Another part part of me that uh, I think help, hopefully helps make me more, I guess, well-rounded 
uh, to where I can speak to, you know, the urban side and also the, the rural side, the right. upbringing, upbringing there. And, and Dan, I think that's one of the purposes and objectives of Cowboys Without Borders is, is to create a, a bridge uh, that bridges that increasingly larger gap of urban America and rural America. Right. Um, I think if we look down our history and, and our ancestors down the line, someone came from some sort of agriculture, uh, right. you know, uh, and so that's where the further we get away from that, the the less, uh, I guess, common it, it, it's, it's known to us. And right. So that's where hopefully this film helps bridge that gap. And, 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 and anyway, that's at least one of the objectives. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, just some of my backstory a little bit, uh, speaking to that, you know, when I, ever since I can remember, I do, I just want to be a cowboy. You know, I mean, I, sure. I got up every morning from the day from when I can remember, I mean, as a little kid and I mean, I'd have to just have all my gear on, um, you know, and uh, awesome, you know, and I, but we didn't live on a ranch and I always wanted to live on a ranch. And I remember my uncle, they had a ranch up uh, Northern California, up Fort Jones, Aetna, beautiful place. And I remember going there and I'd go to like the, the county fair and there'd be all the 4-H and FFA. And, and I wanted so bad to belong to that and be a part of it, you know, and, but, but I didn't live there, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I had access looking at it, but it's like so many people, you know, have that feeling or that kind of pull towards that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I got a horse when I was five, but I, I, that didn't last very long. And I never got another horse till I was 27, you know? And so, yeah. uh, you know, things like this are, are things that can help inspire people to, you know, take action on something that they may have a desire or something to want to do. You know, even even like just buying a cowboy hat or a pair of boots or whatever it is, you know, just the iconic, you know, Western cowboy is something that like you're showing is it's something that's worldwide. And the things you mm-hmm. mentioned about those guys are the way I think of like older cowboys are guys that I've known, you know, even though I was never a cowboy or really worked as a cowboy or anything, but they always would seem to be kind of quiet and, and sure. very nice, you know, and, 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 you know, like use the word gentle. Uh, but then again, if they need be, they could be, you know, you know, cup to the bone. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You know? And, and so I, I think, I just think it's super cool, you know, and that's why, you know, I just, uh, continue to do this podcast for things just like this, uh, because I yes, love sir. the culture. I love everything about it. And, uh, and like you say, when you talk, talk about the Charles, you know, in, in Mexico, and I've got a lot of friends we used to go to a lot of the, um, I think they're called Tariatas. I'm not sure if that's correct or not, but anyway, and just the rope skills and mm-hmm. horse skills and things. Yes. I mean, everything is just crazy, crazy. And those dallies on some of those, when they rope the front legs. And I mean, yes. you can't even see the guy on the horse. There's so much smoke, you know? <laughs> exactly. And you see, you see tastes of that. It's not as fancy because they're right. not wearing the big sombreros. These right. guys are, are, are tough to be, you know, gritty, but man, right. you see that, that horsemanship and you see that the, the way that they use the lasso in the film when they're breaking the, these bald horses and yeah. it's tough. I mean, these yeah. guys, it's not, they're not a horse whisperer. It's, it's, no. it's doing it the old way. Yeah. Um, so but uh, but to, to your point on uh, the hope that this does encourage people to, to, to pursue a, a passion or a calling that that's my passion. And that that's what the, that's why this film is here. Uh, but there's a quote in the film uh, from actually Donnell Brown at the R.A. Brown Ranch, uh, where he says that we find the most joy when we live within our calling. And I, that just to me sums it up. I mean, I think God puts us gives callings on our hearts that we're, if we don't go down, then we're not living, I guess, our, our the best version of ourselves. Exactly. Uh, and, and 
being the best light for him. And so yeah. that, that's where uh, I, I truly hope that people pursue their calling. It doesn't have to be a cowboy. No. It can be whatever the heck it is. Exactly. Well, you know, it, it's it's funny, you know, because now that I'm, I'm a lot older and I've got a lot of experience in life, I've done a lot of things and I've had the opportunity to meet, you know, all kinds of people through the, the cowboy rodeo and Western lifestyle and culture, ranching, everything. Um, sure. And, and I, you know, I realize now uh, that, you know, I really wasn't I wasn't born to go be a cowboy and work as a cowboy. You know, I just I just know that it's something that and it's something I'm comfortable with. I used to not be I, when I was younger, I was in my 30s and stuff. It was like, and that's all I wanted to be, you know, and I was doing all these other mm-hmm. things. Uh, but but I know now it's like, OK, well, I just that's the Lord didn't put me here for that. He put me here for all these other reasons. And, you know, now I just get to experience it through all the things just like, you know, talking to you. And, and you know, you mentioned Africa. Um, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the couple I, I had on the podcast, but um, uh the, the gal was from the Arizona area here and she ended up moving to Africa. She married this guy there. And I, I believe I, 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 I was trying to find the podcast. I don't, I don't remember which episode it was, but anyway, he, they're like a fifth generation rancher in, in Africa. And they have like, wow. a, I, it's, I can't remember if it was 200,000 or 400,000 acres, but uh, anyway, it wow. was a super interesting, I mean, super interesting podcast. And um and just a super interesting story, but uh, are, do you have any, after this person contacted you last night and I'm not, I'm thinking of that, are, do you have any aspirations for you going over there and doing any filming or anything or. Man, I think that would be so cool. I would love that opportunity. I don't know when and how that would look, but I think that we should uh, yeah. because I actually was speaking to uh, Michael Grower. He's the curator of the national cowboy museum in Oklahoma city, which right. by the way, if you've, if you've never been there, you need to, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but he was telling me, giving me a backstory of the cowboy. And yes, although Mexico is the genesis of, you know, the North American cowboy. Right. Uh, he says going further back, it's really, he says it starts in Africa and, no and like the horsemanship there. So I, I'm like, it just opened up this whole window of, I don't really know very much at all uh, when right. it comes to the history of, of the, of the cowboy. So exploring that further, going to Africa, I think yeah. that that would be an incredible story an incredible film. So yeah. I, I don't see why not. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Hey, uh, when we, uh, when we started uh, the, the podcast, I mean, I started a little bit late and we talked before uh, this is a crazy day. I don't normally don't record on, on Saturdays. We'll record. This is a Saturday we're recording, but I wanted to get it done. And, uh, so it's not that I want to cut the podcast short, but but it's we'll okay, have but but we will definitely we'll have you on again, definitely. And uh, sure. we, yeah, we were, we were talking before. Just uh, my wife's a realtor, and uh, Gaston's wife's a realtor, so he understood. My wife's doing an open house today, so I'm going to go over there with her just so she's <laughs> not good. alone, kind of deal. So anyway, um, or, or we would keep going because there's a lot more I'd like to talk to you about. But we'll definitely have you back on and do that. I'm super excited, uh, you know, for your film. Uh, super excited for you. It's just. Uh, uh, again, it's going to be on Amazon and other platforms on the 12th, mm-hmm. available to rent or buy. Correct. Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. And, uh, That's right. And there's a pre-order link. I can send that to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. And we'll, and we'll post it in the show notes. Yeah. Hey, that's great. I mean, it's, uh, and I'll send you like, I think it's a link tree that has all the different ways you can, you can access it. But, okay. Yeah. Man, Dan, I, I can't thank you enough. It's been a pleasure to meet you. And I yeah. look forward to, to catching up with you again. Yeah, uh, no, abs- absolutely. But before you go, I can't let you off because I ask these three questions, everybody. So yes, uh, do you have a favorite brand of cowboy hat? I like the uh, the Rustler. 
Uh, I think that, that that's my, uh, uh, no, excuse, excuse me, resist all. Okay. Okay. Resist all. I was thinking of, uh, of, of jeans. I know. Uh, the oh, wrestler jeans. Do you like the wrestler I, jeans? I, you know, I, I, people laugh at me because they call no. me old man jeans, but I love them because <laughs> I can tear them to shreds and then they're right. 10 bucks and I can go get them again. So hopefully that was one of your other, other questions. No, but, but so. I, but I like that though. I think that's super cool, man. The guys just willing to wear the, the wrestlers because uh, they're inexpensive and, uh, yes, and, and they probably exactly. look great on you anyway. Come on, man. But no, Resist yeah. All is my favorite hat. Yeah. Sir. How about boots? Favorite brand of boots? Justin's. I like Justin's. And if you ever go to Pasadena, Texas, there's a little, there's a guy, his, uh, his name's Jesse. He makes Jesse's boots and uh, he's made some chaps for me and, and some, uh, some boots. So he's great as well, but I, I'm pretty basic when it comes to the boots and everything. Gotcha. And how about Western movies, cowboy movies? Uh, Dances with Wolves is my all time favorite. No kidding. Uh, Kevin Costner is, I'm named after him. My, my middle name is Costner. And so uh, my, my dad says that my mom had a crush on him. He's still mad about it to this day. Um, oh, but, that's uh, funny. but hey, no, it, it was Kevin Costner, Dance with Wolves, my favorite film. So Very cool. Well, Gaston, it was great having you on, man. Like I said, you know, we're cutting it a little bit short, but uh, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the film. And then I'm looking forward to catching up with you again here. We'll do it. We'll do it soon. Dan, that sounds great. Have a great time at the open house. Yeah, thanks, man. Have a good day. We'll be in touch. Sounds good, Dan. See you. Bye. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups fancy rigs twenty thousand dollar horses then there's my own stick although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the roping pen Tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives, half the fingers on his hands to the rope and pin. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends, no matter who wins, down at the rope and pin. Someday I just might be We'll 
turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen Down at the roping pen